Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Gumshoe Gamberoo Presents Cowboy Bebop, a watch-along show where we give each episode the space it needs to spread its wings and fly. Today we will be watching Episode 1, Asteroid Blues. Please enjoy the show. Hello, folks. It's me, Spencer Clausen, with my forever co-host and best friend, Griffin Conkey. Griffin, go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hey, guys. How's it going? As you guys will notice, we didn't do our patented hilarious intro. That's because we're trying something a little new this week. We're going to blast through a singular episode of Cowboy Bebop at a time. So we only watched one. It's going to be a little shorter. But we're hoping we're going to be able to cover each episode in better detail. Yeah, so that way we can provide our sort of, like, first impressions. Now, I've seen a couple episodes of this, but for the most part, it'll be sort of just fresh eyes. We're going to record right after we watch. So it'll be like a nice little, you can watch the show, and then you can listen along, see what our thoughts were, and come through the series with us. It'll be really fun. Yeah, and um, you yeah, Cowboy Bebop, man. It's, like, such a great show. It's it's totally one of those shows that was really popular when I was too young to appreciate it. Yeah. So I remember catching episodes of it on Adult Swim and getting really freaked out at how bloody and adult and violent yeah. it was. <laughs> and sure. so, I don't know, it always had this mysterious um, aura in my mind that youth, my youth gave to it, but I'm like ready to love it now. And I already do. I mean, I, I have seen a few episodes as an adult too, but it's just such a fucking good show. Just the minute the intro starts, you know, you're not watching a typical anime. Man. Yeah. I, I wanted to say, I have, I have a lot of good things to say about this show, but especially after taking our time to kind of explore a little bit of the anime sphere. And then for me to come back to Cowboy Bebop as like the first anime I ever watched to try and get into anime. And Man, it's so it's just above it's ahead of the game, man. They're head and shoulders so, above everything else. It's so obviously a project that somebody sat down and like lovingly took their time to create. Mm-hmm. And you can tell the story was written from beginning to end the minute it started. You know, I mean, they knew where they were going. And it just, I don't know, it's it's every episode's its own small arc, its own polished um entity. You know what I think is going to be interesting? We I can't be the only person that's compared this to firefly the live action show right there's some st- sure, i wouldn't be no, surprised yeah. if somebody told me they existed in the same universe <laughs> i mean yeah, obviously they what don't, a good but... aesthetic that is it doesn't get enough play but god two two very good tv shows have used yeah, it dude, space western play. that's the shit man i'm like really horny for western so a space western it's I the know. same kind of thing as like a blade runner too i mean there's a lot of similarities between blade runner yeah. and firefly um and then this show cowboy bebop let's talk about this episode let's get into it instead of just um wandering around humping the lake of cowboy bebop which is going to be that, probably that most will of be our what next, this is <laughs> that's pretty I, I much think. what this is going to be yeah um so the first episode uh it opens up and you get you get a glimpse of our our pal spike who is our main protagonist and our our bounty hunter in chief and uh yeah we get a little okay. moody intro to his character. He's smoking a cigarette in the rain, right? Yeah, cigarette in the rain, a bouquet of flowers filled with a gun. He gets gunned down. It's just a good little intro to let us know that there's more, you know, that this show has a backstory we're going to get to. I want to talk about Spike and what makes him such a good main character. I think he, the voice actor was incredible. Whoever, I watched, I didn't, I didn't watch a, um, Sub. I watched the dub. I actually ended up watching the dub as well. So I get the American voice actor did an excellent job. It's really good. Yeah, one of the rare 
as I'm sure any anime fan will tell you, one of the rare, like, really good dubs out there. Yeah, he does a really good job. And he, between the animation and the voice acting, it's just obvious that Spike's a really cool, nice guy. At least that's how he comes off to me. He seems like, like a good guy. Well, he's the definition of uh, a character archetype that is really resonates with me and I think probably a lot of people because this is sort of the ideal. But he's he's got a quiet confidence about everything that he does. He yeah, knows that I he's also, competent even if he doesn't succeed, and that carries through all, everything that he does. Absolutely, and that's what I wanted to say about him. I love the character archetype of this this sort of cursed individual who no matter how skilled, talented, and nice they are, they always seem to fail, right? You know, it's almost like Harry Dresden. Well, Harry they're unwilling Dresden's to make, you know, the, the the final decision that would benefit them, right? Their altruism yeah. gets in the way more often than their desire to. Yeah, so they're always getting screwed right at the end by other people, even though they're the best. They're the best of the best. They're always somehow mm-hmm. getting screwed, you know? So yeah. um, we start with Spike, that moody intro, and then we kind of cut to the present time with Spike practicing his martial arts um, sort of in a Tai Chi series of moves on Just his spaceship. Let, letting you know, letting you know he can sling, throw some bows, you know, throw Yeah, hands it made me wonder, this to. was the first bit that made me wonder if maybe um, Spike was based at least partly off of uh, like a Bruce Lee, you know, just the way they have him animated there, the way he moves is like super skinny, really cut, just he looked like Bruce Lee to me there. Without getting into any explicit detail, I would say that anything that has been produced in the martial arts, in the manner of a martial arts film, has undoubtedly been irregular. Uh, irrevocably touched by the uh, by the hand of Bruce Lee. He kind of permits Yeah, all it also reminds me, everything about this show reminds me of something Quentin Tarantino would have produced and directed. It's very Quentin Tarantino-esque. So he's on the ship. He's not alone. He's with um, a big burly individual. Did you catch his name? Jet. I caught his name, but you know it fucking went one ear, one, in one ear and out the other. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I did is I made you a little list of all the names in a document for this series, so you can pull them up anytime you can. Did remember. you really? I really did. It's in. Dude, our, that's so nice. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so he's on there with Jet. Um, Jet's kind of your prototypical big, um, burly. I imagine at some point we're going to find out he's like a big teddy bear, but he's, he's, like he's the nice. Dad. They're partners. He's the wise pilot. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're um, partners in a bounty hunting group. They fly around on the bebop, which is the name of their ship and they go hunt bounties and they're off after a brand new one. Wait, I just love that. Can I say, I love the bebop. I would definitely name my shit the bebop. <laughs> what the fuck would I name my ship? I'm gonna look at something on my desk and try to come up with a name. Hold up. The Antarctic, the Antarctic, which is an- Antarctic, but in a different way of saying it, the Antarctic Pikachu would be the name of my ship. Oh, wow. You're so anime. Did you like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, so they fly around in the Bebop. They got a new bounty to go get, which is some sort of long, I mean, this guy looks some like punk. a criminal. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a criminal. He's flying around with some, some smoking dame. Who's this? Which, by the way, oh, I love the women in Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yeah, it's smoking. It. I know, dude. I was it's a, it's waifu central thought, out here, dude. I know. I was watching. I was watching the intro, and I thought, man, if there was ever an anime, I was going to get my waifu in. It was going to be this one. Just Wouldn't the intro it, where they have that chick walking in the high heels. I mean, dude, the fucking intro is so good. I could just watch that. It's it the only is. intro in an anime I don't want to skip. It's very good, and the music 
just the music a quick note the music in this show great i listened to obviously the intro and the outro just for this first episode here and the outro music is really good even i just want to say <laughs> oh yeah definitely um <clears throat> anyways so they fly down they're on earth right are they in tijuana uh yeah i think that's what they established is like TJ. i think that is where they are so that's they're in tijuana um i had a very good friend for a long time who was from Mexico and would frankly frequently talk about how you could uh, see pretty much anything you fucking wanted in Tijuana. And in Cowboy Bebop, it seems that nothing has changed. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's going to be that way down in TJ. It still kind of looks like uh, the kind of place you could see anything you wanted. And we got these three old guys in the bar. They're great reoccurring characters because they, they pop up in every bar. And every time they're in a bar, this guy shows up and fucks it up. They're in there bitching at each other. Sounds like they were all like manual Farm labor. hands together. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they're playing like poker or something. This guy comes in, the uh, the bounty that Spike and Jet are after. He comes in with his uh, with his smoking dame. Turns out he's trying to sell some kind of fucked up drug called Red Eye, which, as you would imagine, you spray on makes your eyeball. You go, makes you red. Makes makes you see red and go berserk. Yeah, and I do. I feel like the the concept of like Red Eye. Or like a drug that you spray on your eye that makes you go berserk, is like I, this isn't the first time I've seen something like that. I feel like that's pretty. Oh, you know what it is in the Dresden. That's files. sci-fi crime number one. Like or it is, like, yeah. That's sci-fi crime one hundred and one. And and in the Dresden Files, there's a drug three eye that they take that makes them go fucking bonkers. Gives him gives him three eyes. Gives him the gives him the sight. Gives him the wizard sight. Anyway, so he takes it um, to show the guy he's trying to sell it to how quality the product is. And it's an opportune time to take it because he then quickly after that gets jumped by a bunch of um, rival cartel people who try to take him out, but they can't because he's all jacked up on red eye. And okay, so that's like, who it is. It's it's rival cartel members. I couldn't tell well, if, like where the law enforcement began. I guess it's not really important to the story in this in No, this I don't think they're – so what I think they are, I don't think they're rival – I think they're from his cartel, but I think he stole a bunch of um, red eye from oh, his own dealer. And he's trying to break out. He's trying to yeah, get Yeah, he out went rogue. Game. So these guys are trying to get it back. But they don't because he's all fucked up on red eye, so he kills him. Yeah, apparently. apparently Around about this time, human. Spike meets the lady. A little bit after this, he meets the lady. Right. And he And he has a, he has a cute good. little conversation with her, right? You get to see yeah. how charming he is. Uh and then he's – this is the first glimpse you also get into the level of competence that he has where he just feels in control of the situation. And as time goes on, you realize more and more that, like, Spike has got his shit together and he's going to figure yeah, out where the crime like, is, you know. He's like the most dangerous man in all the solar systems. You know, he's just, <laughs> he knows what he's fucking doing. Um, nobody will ever get this reference, but there's a great movie called Get Carter. Um <clears throat> which um, Michael Caine is in, a young Michael Caine back when he was an action star and not a Batman's butler. And um, this reminds me of that because he's, like he's like a hitman for the mob that kind of goes straight in that. And um, Spike kind of reminds me of that, you know, like a former mob guy who's super dangerous and nobody expects it from him. Yeah, and he's cool, calm, and collected because he's seen it all. Fuck, what yeah. a sick character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a cool yeah. character for boys to love. Fuck yeah. Um, and he's a nice gentleman. He's a gentleman to the ladies. He, anyway, so uh, the, the drug guy shows up and chokes him out because he's mad because Spike's talking to his woman. 
But Spike's in control, and he actually takes the red-eye drug. He kind of pickpockets the yeah. red-eye drug. Picks the man's damn pockets as he sl- as he slumps to the ground after being throttled. Yeah, so I think it was his plan the whole time. I think he was like, oh, yeah, fuck, this guy's not going to kill me. This guy's Either that shit. or he's an improv master. I mean, as soon as you're getting choked, you're like, what could I do? Well, I think he could have gotten out of it. I like, in my head, Ken, I like to believe he could have, like, back-kicked him in the nuts and gotten well, out of sure it and ended the whole thing right there. He just kind of takes it for a while, even though you know he can fight, or at least you assume he can because they show him doing martial arts earlier on in the episode. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so he takes the red eye. He then goes and, and cuts the uh, cuts the druggie and the lady off at the path. And they have names, right? Where's my document? What are their names? Oh, these guys, they're not important enough to get serious names. They're just... Oh, you didn't give them real names? Esmeralda, right? Or some shit like that. That's the woman's name. <laughs> I don't know she's a Latina firebrand, and then the other guy's name was like <laughs> Vincent or something. All right, I'm gonna call him Latino. The Latino firebrand and Vincent go to another bar to Latina, try to sell the red my eye. Man, it's a woman, as far as we know. Huh? It's a woman. You can't say Latino. Did I say Latino? You did. Say Latinx. Oh, uh, let me correct say. it. <clears throat> the Latina firebrand and Vincent, Vincent Vega. They go to um, they go to a bar to try to sell the shit to somebody else. But drops, Spike the, cuts him the, off at the, the drop-off point. But Spike's like, he 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 heard about it, so he disguises himself and he shows up pretending to be a potential buyer. It is then that he reveals himself to the man and says, "I gotta get you back." And he blows the he blows the um, the vial up in front of him with his gun, and then they the two start fighting. Yeah, and he pretty much Latina Firebrand looks on in dude. horror with a with a gun cocked and aimed at them both. Yeah, I, I love the animation here. The animation is not like spectacular, you know what I mean? And the fact that it's not like it's like. I mean, really heavy combat stuff. But I think the animation is fantastic. And okay. for this scene specifically, uh, there are some stills where the line work is just so fucking far ahead of any of the anime that we have watched recently. Like, the style just drips out of the show. Maybe, like, Fooly Coolie is up there, you know what I mean, with in terms of style. Yeah, well, what I meant was let, – let me re, let me um, maybe explain myself a little better. I don't mean that the animation isn't really, really good. I just mean it's not like – over the top like it's simple you know what i mean it looks like two people really fighting except for one of them's really strong but right. it's beautifully drawn like there's yeah, a lot the of strength frames. comes from from the like the composition of the shot yeah, and just the and way just the way spike moves i mean he looks like fucking yeah. muhammad ali when he's like dancing foot to foot that's pretty incredible feat i mean it looks yeah, really not, he looks he looks like a real person fighting like you can it's tell it's not they the watch pure technicality of the animation so much it is the amalgamation of the way they're able to put the whole scene together with the color and the and uh, and the composition and everything. Yeah, like it really that. makes me raw. I was really into it. So anyway, <laughs> so they beat the well. They don't beat the shit out of each other. Spike pretty much just owns Vincent Vega, and then the police or the cartel actually, the rival cartel shows up and kind of interrupts it. Um, and Vincent manages to escape with our Latina firebrand in a ship heading for the. They're trying to make it out, but the, at this point we know it's all going to hell. They're not making it out. In Spike manages to get into his own ship. They take off after um, a chase ensues, and it ends in sort of a police standoff. You wanna, you wanna. It's kind of a good scene here. You wanna so describe we it? should we should talk about two things really quick. One is that in the meantime, Jet was back at the bar where the original like shooting all went down, mm-hmm. and he meets up with, or he didn't meet up, but he uh, he manages to subdue a couple of other cartel dudes and get info out of them. So they know that the deals, or Jed at least knows the deal's gone sour, and um, and that there's, what does he say? That there's no point in pursuing it. He's like, this guy's, 
bad business. There's nothing we can do. And then Spike at that point produces the violin. He's like, I know what to do. So there's yeah, all that. I think but it kind of shows you that Jet is, that is like, moving around. and Yeah. Yeah, I think the idea is that Jet's like, ah, oh, fuck it. This guy's all jacked up on red eye. We don't even want to be part of this. But, I mean, Spike's seen worse shit. Like, I mean, we don't know much about Spike yet, but I think that we can. The minute I saw him gunning dudes down in a church with a bouquet full of guns, we knew that he had seen worse shit. He's had a dark dark time or two in yeah, his life. Yeah, n- nothing good. Like, this guy hasn't had a great life. You just see him riddled with bullets at the beginning. Before well, you know anything else about him, you know he got it also riddled with bullets. It also shows us that Jet is really competent in his own way and that he is he is uh, sufficiently – what am I trying to say here? My brain's a little hazy still. I'm all fucked up. Let me think. Is that because you've been sick for like a month straight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, no, I think what you're trying to get at is like he's not like a louse. Like he knows what he's doing. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's Spike, no liability. Spike, he's amazing. But, you know, Jet, obviously, this isn't his first rodeo either. They're partners. Jet's a little more conservative. Spike's a little more like, I'm going to go out and, and take some risks. And so it's a yeah. good balance. Yeah. So anyways, so they – So they get know, to the this. Chase, the chase ensues, um, and – our lady realizes that she's never going to make it to Mars, which is where she wanted to go because she was born on this poor Earth um, where Gundam fights take part all the time. And she's tired <laughs> of having her house wrecked by Gundams. So she wants to get to Mars. And Oh, wait. Fuck. No, it's a different show. Um, no, that's but okay. she wants to get to Mars because that's where all the money is. And as they're flying out, she's looking at her drugged-up boyfriend and looking at all the police cars. She goes like, well, I'm never fucking making it out. So she gets out her little gun and she shoots the dude right in the face and then gets shot right in the face by the police. So it's pretty tragic, actually. I'm Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing a great job of giving it, you know, like doing it justice, but giving it the, the gravitas it, de- it deserves. Yeah. I mean, it's tough for me to describe. I mean, like, you know, the animation's awesome. Um, well, Spike okay. clearly has a connection with this woman. It sets the tone, right? Because Spike is out there and he's trying to stop the bad thing from happening. I think in his heart, what you're supposed to get is that he wants. He wants to get he wants his to save piece. Her. He wants to I score, think... but he doesn't want her to die. No, he wants and, to save uh, her. I mean, I think that's because, you know, he, he he I think he convinces Jet to keep the job because he wants to save her. He also mentions that he's got a soft spot for women, right? Like earlier in the episode, he talks about mm-hmm. how he's already been killed by a woman one time, setting up what I would believe is a twisted romance in the past. But then he watches as she gets torn apart by police cruiser bullets. <laughs> so. Yep. Now we're back on the uh, bebop, and they're cooking dinner again, and that's kind of the kind of the, end kind of of the, the loop episode. of the show. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes here. It sucks because usually we watch three episodes of these and cover three at a time, and this is the first time in a while I've wanted to keep watching, but I didn't because right. we needed to record <laughs> the podcast. But well, um, well I then let's just talk going. about let's talk about how you feel about this as an intro episode for a show. I thought it was awesome. To me, it was the best. And I don't know. People hate on that first episode of Berserk. But I thought this was the best intro that set you up for the show since we watched Berserk. In that first episode where he's like beating on the steel, you know, like the blacksmith. Uh That was a good intro that set the tone for the rest of the show. This was also a good intro. And, And I mean, we already talked about it. But the actual just the intro number with the music, it's like a James Bond movie. Uh You know, I mean, it's cool. It truly sets up. Like it calls each episode a session, right? And that's, I think that's a play on jazz, like jazz sessions or musicians, you know, getting together, having a session. Because well, each, each episode is named of... after, each episode's named after a, um, a different song. So I know there's right. one there's like a motif the to devil. the whole thing. 
Yeah. But it really sets the tone. It sets the the stage. It sets the direction of um, the show in terms of its environment. Like you're kind of get some space Western stuff. Um, it sets up the nice relationships between the characters, the dynamic between Spike and Jet. It does that effectively without bogging you down. I think that's really important. Their little scene where he's ignoring him and he's like, there's no beef in this. Like that, that part was actually really good in terms of setting up who they are without burdening you with needless exposition, I think. Yeah, and I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. Each episode feels like a self-contained little story arc and the show uh-huh. doesn't feel like it's in a rush. So I like that. I mean, it was a simple touch, but those three guys that kept having the conversation at the different bars and then they'd get you know shot out of there. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't in a hurry. Like it was a, it was a running joke that it let run and take its time with. I appreciate that. I appreciated that it, it didn't seem like it was in a big hurry and it's only 23 minutes long. So it's pretty good. Yeah. I look forward. I very, very much look forward to talking about the rest of the episodes and going through the rest of the series. Cause I think hey, well, it's going to develop into some fun conversations for us. Griff, good, good news. Griff, we have a whole podcast where that's exactly what we do. And that's oh. exactly what we're going to do next week. We'll be back with another oh. episode of this. Yeah. Uh, so um, we'll see you guys later in just about a week. Yep. Sounds great. See you guys then. Thank you for listening to our show. If you liked it, we'd love if you could review our show on iTunes or whatever podcast app you have. If you want to get in contact with us, feel free to send us an email at gumshoegambrew@gmail.com, at gmail.com. Or alternatively tweet at us using the handle at gumshoegambrew or with the hashtag gumshoegambrew. Who knows? We might even read it on the show. <laughs>